Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Project Review with Q. Thank you so much for um, allowing me to be in your time, in your space, in your day. And um, that is just a perfect song for what we're up to. And that is too. This show is is uh, my great passion, as I'm sure many of you as well. Um, today uh, we have we have a very special day today because we're going to review uh, our first project and project review with Q and make people comfortable with how it works. But um, I'm going to have Don come in and and coach us a little bit about interacting with us through the the, the subscription that you get, but. Um, before we start with Don helping us out here, um, I, I really want us all to keep asking questions and that is, when do you get to speak? When do you get to say how it should be? Uh, when do you get to make the rules? When do you get to be you without anybody telling you what to do? And when do you get your say for us all? When will we have it all. Well, it's right now. And that's for damn sure. And that's what this this is all about today. And before we start, uh, Don, can you coach us a little bit on how we use your subscription? Uh, you're an, an unbelievably uh, vital uh, tool for us, uh, resource to, to get our messaging out. And, uh, and any, any suggestions you have with people signing up here uh, is greatly appreciated, if you don't mind. All right. Well, thank you, Q, and um, hello to all your fans. You got a wonderful fan base. I've talked to quite a number of them, um, and they're just absolutely fabulous people. Um, thank you for, uh, you know, helping out with this project, folks. Truly, um, you're remarkable people. You know, I get I get asked questions, um, a few questions over and over, and one of those would be, um, you know, once you've subscribed. What do you do? Where do you go? Where do you submit things? And here's what we're trying to do, folks. Um, as you know, Q has a website, forthepeople.space. And our website is really bbsradio.com. Now, trying to create a managed system between both of those portals, let's say, is difficult. So what you're doing is you're subscribing to bbs radio but yet you're trying to submit a project to for the people dot space that becomes a kind of a tangled weave for us but we might have an answer for you what does that mean well i'm talking with the coders now and what we'd like to do is put a specific form on the program page which again is bbs radio dot com forward slash project review with Q. That is not going to be your dashboard. A lot of people call up and say, oh, I'm logged in and I'm on my dashboard, but I don't know what to do. I don't see anything. There's nothing here to submit. It's not giving me any answers. All I can see is my subscription, who I'm following, a little user details. It's not helping me, Don. And so I get, when I get asked that, I say, well, you're, you know, the dashboard, I, might have got a little mixed up early on, um, or it could be the emails that we send out when you subscribe. It says, click on dashboard to view your account. It's really, it's your own account details. It's not going to do anything for you. What you. So when you subscribe, we know that you're a subscriber. If you call us up and you want to change your plan now, or you want to change your credit card, you can actually log in and do that now. That means, in other words, if you want to change your payment type, uh, a credit card, or you want to change your plan, that's doable now. And you can do that and log in. If you can't figure it out, give us a call. It's toll-free, 888-710-8061. We'll do it with you on the phone. Or you can call 323-744-4828. That should solve quite a number of the questions uh, and issues uh, that people have brought to us. But as far as submitting your project, well, we hope to create a form, like I was saying, that will be on the program page. That's Project Reviewed with Q. Um, 
program page. And that little contact form was going to change. It's going to have a different set of categories. Those categories will be given to me by Q's team. And then you can pick the category that you want to submit to. You can write some notes into it. Um, and we're going to have a little check mark there that's going to ask you, are you a subscriber? We're, the reason we want to know that is for, you know, internal reasons. One, and Q's team wants to know that when they get this submission. So the, it'll be a contact form that should allow you to attach a document, pick a category, and check mark if you're a subscriber or not, and hit send. And when you then submit it, It'll go to Q's team. Somebody at that point will likely get the email submission because it'll come by way of an email and they'll then have to categorize or put that in the categories that are on for, you know, for the people dot space. Now, this is what we're intending to do, folks. Uh, it doesn't mean it, it's going to happen. It's what is likely to happen, but we need to tailor off a form just for this program and then allow people to add attachments and then send that attached document to Q's team. That's not always the easiest task when you're dealing with a set of rules and a structure that's one size fits all. So it's for, you know, if we do it for one program, then it ends up being on every other people uh, program's page. And they're like, oh, what is this? Oh, my gosh, you've changed my contact form. I don't have any of these categories. So it, it gets a little hairy. So we kind of have to isolate out this program and code in something quite specific for it. We are on top of that. I've asked the coders for that. They are on it. They're going to give me either it's done or, you know, uh, we need to think about this or alter this. But I w should know this weekend about that, about being able to submit your project directly to Q and Q's team via your, via your, uh, or our website on bbsradio.com. So, if that doesn't happen, then we, we're going to have to look at an alternative method for doing this. But we hope we can make it simple, and that way simpler on you, uh, your, the fans and followers. That way, when you subscribe, you log in, you fill out the contact information or form, and you hit submit, and away you go. We'd really like it to be that easy, and hopefully it will be. Right on, right on. Thank you, Don. My pleasure. Um, all right, well, let's get to it. Um, uh, today, I have uh, Asha. Would you like to say hello, Asha? Hi, everyone. Thank you for being here. And um, we have the lovely mermaid. Mermaid, would you like to say hello to the world? Hello, everyone. Lots of love and blessings to you all. And Asha and uh, the mermaid are going to be our uh, passive uh, participants that will participate here reviewing uh, our first project. And um, uh, the first project today is um, uh, extremely exciting for me for many reasons because it, it, gets, us, it gets us able to um, really, um, really prioritize uh, our sovereignty almost immediately and in, in these projects at least. And this, this project, uh, the individual wants to stay uh, anonymous and, um, and he's a very lovely person. He, uh, he has uh, folks with him that might, might jump in, may not. Uh, but this is this pro this first project, uh, Don, I think we have some visual aids too. If you could, if you could hand off uh, controls to, our our guest there. Let's see. Uh, yeah, our K K guest, I think, is the the one we have. Um. Anyway, let me tell you. I'll give you a quick quick version of this. Pro quick understand this project. This is uh, will be called for now for conversation today. It'll be called an indoor perpetual food production project. 
Um, the premise of this project, I'll let the uh, owner of this um, this project uh, go into a deeper dive. But this project is designed to perpetually provide you food and uh, coach you on and 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 keep you keep you su- sustaining food, even though you may uh, not be really good at growing food, etc., uh, etc. Et There's a lot there with. Uh, uh, without any more long-windedness for me, the indoor perpetual food production guy, would you like to say hello to the world? Yes. Thank you. And uh, blessings, everyone. Um, really appreciate you all tuning in. And uh, today we're going to be discussing, you know, nothing that I would consider is too advanced or cutting edge. Um, I would um, more appropriately phrase it as a non-conventional approach uh, to something that we all need uh, to live through our daily lives. So if I were to say, you know, um, whatever produce um, or vegetable that you have sitting, you know, in your home, you know, do you know exactly where it was grown? Do you know exactly where it came from? And, you know, I'd say the majority of the time, uh, most of the food that people have, you know, sustaining them, you know, they don't actually know the garden that it truly came from. It may, you know, may know some company, but um, the approach that I would really like to expand on and uh, begin implementing uh, for everyone to utilize is a system where we know exactly where our food came from. We know exactly where it was produced. And not only that, we have local communities uh, that can actually support us feeding ourselves in such a way where, you know, we're able to, you know, gain back our sovereignty over being able to determine, you know, how nutritious uh, our, you know, food inputs are going to be. And um, hopefully, you know, as everybody jumps on to participate, we're going to see a transition. Um, from, you know, people just relying on a store, you know, uh, food that shipped across, you know, the country uh, just to feed another city, you know, we're going to see much more of a supportive community that's, you know, able to supply this food and allow everyone to have some participation in the food that's supporting their own community. Yeah, that's great. Um Ed, for go ahead and go ahead and present how you feel is best to educate everybody. And let's um, we only have an hour day today, but in the future we'll get you on more, or maybe possibly as we get into the weekly planners. But um, do you mind go ahead and presenting today? And then at the end, uh, we have uh, our three moderators on my side to ask some questions. Is that okay? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, go, man, go. All right. So, you know, the system, you know, that I am trying to introduce for, um, you know, residential localized food production, um, you know, my goal is not to bring the most advanced, you know, system out there in the world. I'm trying to bring a system that's practical and enabling for any participant of any skill level uh, to succeed uh, with flying colors uh, within the system. And, um, you know, some of the things that I'm going to touch upon, um, they're concepts that you don't really see uh, readily available um, in the United States uh, in particular. You know, a lot of the technologies that I'm referencing, uh, they do, you know, come from outside the country. So, um, even though, you know, we may be talking about certain things, you know, you may not have the privilege of being able to go to your local store and have access to this technology that we're talking about. And we hope to make that much more, you know, available for everyone that wants to jump in and participate. But I would say, you know, there's many advantages, you know, of course, to having, you know, the sunlight outside, but you're also um, subject to many different variables, uh, such as, you know, the outdoor climate. There could be, you know, variants or, you know, certain um, patterns that run through that disrupt your production, make it um, less fruitful in the end. So, you know, my biggest focus initially is going to be 
um, indoor production where variables can be controlled and we can infuse, you know, the technology into these indoor setups that replicate as close as possible uh, to the, you know, outside natural world. And uh, so, you know, just the system of watering, you know, currently, you know, we have, you know, systems set up that pump out like a specific, you know, flow rate of your gallons per hour. And, you know, there's, you know, pros and cons to that. I mean, there's obviously, you know, the automation, you know, where you set it and forget it. And then you have some of the cons, uh, which are, oh, okay, well, this particular spot and these plants, you know, they didn't need, you know, as much water and they got overwatered. And, you know, that can lead to, you know, decreased performance, um, possible spread of disease. And so what I'm trying to, you know, introduce is a way to growing food where you have an automated uh, system that is able to detect the moisture levels in the soil and uh, use a mechanical system to shut off these, you know, valves of water so that we can make sure that, you know, let's just say the soil is getting exactly what it needs and it never has to, you know, really like worry about drying out or getting too wet. So you're both saving water and you're allowing the plants to perform better. Now, there's multiple ways that you can, you know, distribute this type of system into the garden. You know, there's, you can put in a pump, you can gravity feed it. Um, there's, you know, many different options, you know, and, you know, this is going to be just a building experiment. You know, we're really looking forward to working with each and every crop and finding just the most efficient ways, you know, that we can have everything, you know, accessible, you know, within your own household. And you're not going to have to worry about, you know, having the skill of needing to perfectly water the soil. You'll have a system that's doing it for you. Now, moving on to, you know, lighting, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different, you know, manufacturers and uh, LED lights, you know, for agriculture on the market. Now, you know, there's kind of a standard uh, spectrum that you see on the market. You know, it's like traditionally between 400 and 700 nanometers. And some of the lights that give off a, you know, like a pinkish, you know, purplish uh, glow to them. And so what we're trying to do here is introduce a form of LED lighting that is, you know, incredibly efficient, but also non-compromising to this true spectrum that the sun has. So the LED lights, you know, that we plan on using, for instance, you know, maintain a 97%, you know, exact wavelength to that of the sun, you know, with a nanometer wavelength spectrum of 280 to 780. Um, and there's also an added bonus of the lights being frequency free. So they don't turn on and off 60 times a second, like most LED lights in the market. So you're actually doubling your light and eliminating frequency uh, from your garden technology. Now, there's also, you know, different things that we can introduce into the air uh, that also purify the space and make sure that, you know, no uh, molds or contaminants are able to proliferate in space. And so for that, we use an incredibly powerful form, or an incredibly powerful form of negative ion emitters. And uh, through that, you know, it can support the plants and make sure that, you know, the space is going to be you know, is contaminant-free uh, to create the cleanest production as possible. Now, the last base uh, that I'm going to cover, you know, broadly for this system is, you know, how how do we bring nutrients to the soil? Um, now, typically, you know, the general market, you know, retail, you go to a store and you buy a, a bottle off of a shelf and you dilute that in water and then you distribute it to your garden. Um, now again, do we really know the true source of what it took to create those nutrients? Um, is there any approach that we can take that would allow us, you know, a more natural, you know, naturally derived source where we're much more knowledgeable of where it came from and what it's supposed to do? Um, so, you know, for that, um, we plan to just utilize natural soil amendments and, you know, with the proper testing done, you can 
calibrate, you know, okay, what's in your soil and what's readily available. And so our goal with that is to just utilize natural amendments in such a way where we can surpass this need to go in and buy bottles of nutrients off of a shelf. And I mean, you could save so much money and also have a cleaner source of what really makes your soil give you the most nutritious uh, production possible. Yeah, real good. Okay. Um, can you help, can you help teach me um, what, what is the secret tip? How do you envision the sequence of events um, for the layman? What, what, how do, how do you see the implementation phase wor- work, so to speak? And what, how do we make it real easy for everybody to put these things together so that we don't have to be uh, 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 experts of everything in the world yet? Feel comfortable that we're, we're we have a uh, instruction book, so to speak. How do you envision that going together? Well, you know, for each and every you know different crop, you know, that everyone would want to grow. You know, I'd assume that there'd be just a little bit of a difference in how everything's you know set up and gridded, but. You know, I'd say a simple, you know, education manual, the proper pictures, um, you know, our whole um, intention with setting this up is making it easy and replicatable for anyone, uh, no matter what skill level. Right. What what makes it perpetual? So um, uh, I I. uh, I'm a busy guy. You're busy. We're all busy. What, how do we, how is it a sustainable perpetual food production project? Can you, can you uh, explain that a little bit more to us? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of, um, you know, there are some, you know, places outdoors where people can reliably, you know, grow food year round. Um, however, there's many locations where people, you know, say they can only grow, you know, during a certain you know, part of the year. Now, uh, when I say perpetual, you know, what I'm bringing into play is a constantly producing year round mentality. So let's just say, you know, you harvested, you know, three plants, you know, each day, um, that could mean that you, uh, had three seeds that you planted with, uh, where that have sprouted up so you can replace them where you had just harvested your plants. And so, just harvesting a little bit every day, you know, it's just giving you a new strategy to have be constantly harvesting, you know, something new to eat. Very good. And do you envision that? So we're just on the indoor module. I I assume you have uh, goals to scale up and 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 of course integrate outdoors and indoor production but um is it safe to assume that if we scale up we could um perpetually uh grow uh larger crops or larger scale ag like trees and fruit trees uh, uh you know anything from a fir tree pine tree etc you know, I think uh, as as things scale up uh, commercially, there might be, you know, certain zones in the facility that are dedicated to, you know, um, a different, you know, uh, form of food production. And we don't, um, we, you know, we have to assume that, you know, each one will be a little bit different. And so, you know, I do um, foresee, you know, a really good opportunity um, because if we can maintain the perfect environment for the plant that we're trying to grow for success, you know, I think having a large, um, you know, scaled up facility, you know, I think that would um, do a lot of benefit and it would open up um, many new uh, windows for community participation. Yeah, very good. Uh, The mermaid has a quick question. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I was just wondering, do do people need a lot of space in their homes, like for apartment living, et cetera? And or can it be outdoors if people do have huge yards or, yeah, if you could clarify that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, you could totally uh, utilize outdoor um, space to uh, run a system like this. I mean, indoors, you know, it is a soil-based system. So, you know, you may, um, with hydroponics, you can get a 
higher yield utilizing less root space. Um, so the one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, with soil, you know, indoors, um, you really just have to make sure that whatever space you have, um, all of the proper, you know, components that make a perfect room for cultivation are there. Um, the last thing you want is um, a system, you know, indoors where you can't control, you know, the humidity, for instance, and it can lead to, you know, all sorts of um, other problems. So, you know, the most important part, you know, uh, with the system like this is maintaining all of the factors in the environment that you need for success. Let's say you have a four by six space. What could you put in that space? And do you have suggestions on planting things side by side to help each other grow? Yeah. So um, there, there is um, this thing in, you know, agriculture that they call companion cropping. And there are certain plants that are very supportive to grow, you know, next to each other, um, that can potentially, you know, supply some benefit, you know, keep certain bugs away that it would otherwise, you know, be weak against, um, you know, a four by six space, you know, if, uh, you know, say you're into salad greens, you know, and um, salad greens, you can actually, you know, plant, you know, very close to each other through a widespread area, you know, you might just want, you know, one plant, like say you're really into cucumbers or you really like snow peas. Um, you know, you could definitely, you know, choose uh, what type of, you know, plant that you wanted. But a four by six area, I mean, um, a general, I'd say a fair assumption is, you know, in order to feed, you know, one person all the food that they would need, you know, with soil, you could utilize as much as a thousand square feet uh, per person. You know, but having a little bit, you know, like say some solid lettuce greens or you know, kale or just uh, fresh vegetables to harvest every day, you could definitely um, utilize a four by six um, area for, um, you wouldn't get, you know, a serious turnover, but every little bit helps. So once you plant it, thank you. Once you plant it, how long would it take to be able to harvest a crop? Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, vegetables and um, they can range uh, from, you know, 60 to, you know, 80 plus days. Oh, that's great. Thank you. So if you were to have enough spots where you could reliably harvest, you know, a couple plants or just one every day, you know that you would constantly be taking something down. Can you grow actually anything like uh, blackberries, blueberries, besides the lettuce? Um, I, I have zero experience, you know, with, um, you know, blueberries or blackberries. Um, you know, indoors at all, but, um, you know, those, I, I do know that, you know, each plant has a different preference, like say, you know, blueberry, blueberry plants, for example, they require, you know, much more acidic soils than certain other plants. So, you know, in, I mean, uh, to answer your question, you know, as long as you can hit those, you know, parameters, uh, that that specific plant needs, you know, I think it's totally possible. And you provide all the information so we know what needs acidic, etc. Yes, oh, yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah, and is that a, is that part of the intellectual property you hold? Is 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 that guide uh, so that we become experts overnight? Is is that, that that's some of the things we haven't discussed yet? Is um, you want to make it out of the box, turnkey, ready, push the button for everyone? especially the guy that's running off to build bridges for us and everything. Is that, is that the goal with it, with the project? Yep, absolutely. How, how much of that information can you, can you share with us? What, what does it miss? What are we missing? Uh, I, I don't, ex, I don't expect you to go deep dive and make everybody a, an ag scientist today, but what, what is it that we struggle with the, the, the the beginner gardener, if you will, um, what what is it that you've done this for a while? You've played with it a lot. You have indoor experience. 
What is it that we're missing that gets us going sideways? Obviously, the environment you've touched on is big, but what what is it that what is the standardized uh, loose items there that we always miss when we 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 look at this as a, as beginning gardeners? Um, you know, well, one thing you know that I could say, you know, even from my own experience, you know, from my early childhood and on, was, you know, okay, I have to go and give these plants the water that they need to survive. And I go, I run through as fast as I can and make sure everything has its water. And then, you know, I turn the water off and um, what happens then? Like, do I just say, okay, I just watered everything. I'm tired now. I'm just going to walk away. Um, So, you know, I guess where I'm, I'm getting to is, you know, imagine what would happen if you were able to walk into a garden that was watering itself better than you than you ever could and giving you all the time that you need just to focus on okay what else can i do to make this god room perfect what do i need to do to make this plant as successful as possible are there any bugs that i need to address you know are there is there anything going on with the plant that i need to be aware of you know freeing up the time for you to just spend um the time you need to do these extra little things, um, you know, I've just, you know, from my personal experience, they drive you to achieving a much better result overall. Yeah, very good. Um, what what are some uh, opportunities? Um, uh, I know, I know, one of the key components is you have to sing "Kumbaya" to your plants every night. I know that that's very positive. Um, they like to dance a little bit with you and such. So uh, I'll assume that's a component of one of the two intellectual properties you share there. But um, what, what are, what are, um, if someone uh, gets their kit and I know that's, that's what you're, you're gleaning for is uh, a, a turnkey box that gets delivered to everyone, uh, so to speak, that's uh, flawless. But when you do get a little sideways with your environment and your plants, what are what are some of the root cause analysis we can give people so they are sustainably uh, perpetually gardening? What how do you envision that? Um, so, you know, setting everything up, you know, out of the box as it comes, you know, that's the easy part. You know, of course, where you have it, you know, there's um, the details of you know temperature. You know, where do the plants need to be at to thrive? Is it too hot? Too cold? Um, you know, there's things like, you know, temperature of the water, uh, that you're giving them, you know, it's just, uh, and then of course there's, you know, humidity. Now, the reason why it's really important to make absolute sure that you can monitor and control the humidity is that if you get the plants, you know, perspiring and there's too much moisture in the air, you know, that can go and, you know, perpetuate, you know, mold or um, other types of, you know, uh, fungus bacteria to grow and, you know, contaminate your food. So, you know, there's, uh, I mean, it's very common, uh, the technology out there that can be used to control uh, the humidity. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, temperature um, is, you know, just as easy, if not easier. And, um, you know, making sure that, you know, you have, you know, the needed um, infrastructure that can support, you know, whatever your electrical needs would be, uh, making sure that everything could be piped uh, cleanly. You know, there's there's definitely a lot that goes into making it a perfect setup. But um, if you can maintain that perfect setup, you know, what we um, provide um, the whole entire layout for, you know, out of the box, um, it's a formula that guarantees success. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, starting to s- sniff the intellectual property. So controlling the environment is number one, and that's how you help with a, a root cause analysis, and or you, doing the, the. There is a little bit of automation, is what I'm smelling. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. That's very very exciting. So, um, we'll, we'll. You're at the sandbox level, uh, we assume, and. Uh, we want to, we want to get you going here. What are the next steps you need to get this thing rolling? What, how do you, how do you feel it needs to be developed? The project, the perpetual food production project indoor is the, this one. 
what what do you see the sequence of events needs to happen for the world to have access to this? Well, you know, it all it all starts with uh, one garden, um, but you know, just uh, to kind of you know paint the picture for you, you know, let's just say we have a community and there's a hundred houses uh, within this community, and let's you know say you know we figure out you know how many houses in this community can participate in indoor food production. Let's just say twenty houses uh, can do it now. In the future, you know, it's just like as we evolve um, in, you know, this new approach, you know, what is it going to take? How many houses need to be producing in order to support, you know, X number of houses uh, within the community? And, you know, once that we can start actually working together on, you know, what it actually takes uh, to feed our own community and the closer we get you know, the more attractive it's going to be. I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, would be um, completely all for, you know, understanding, okay, my food came from here. You know, this is, you know, we use the best, you know, organic soil and amendments possible. And, uh, you know, we've got a community focusing on that and, you know, working within a system that is, you know, perpetually supporting itself. You know, I think that is going to, alleviate so many of the, you know, national um, security risks we have uh, pertaining to food security. Yes, outstanding. I'll, I'll defer to Asha here in a second, but um, the, uh, so at, at this, based on what you've educated us on uh, your envisionment of, of getting community support, we, we would expect we would need, um, uh, support and or inspired people to uh, glean to that vision is is that how you see so it's a it's a community effort so we would need resources to to implement that 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 type of implementation goal is that correct yep yeah partner and you know if we have you know large communities and say you know a large warehouse you know if we have you know partners in you know the commercialized uh, production um, that's mm-hmm. going to enable so many more members of the community to actively participate in the programs. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. And so the first thing that I, that will hit me straight in the forehead is um, water. And so when we look at municipalities, they've done a very good job of poisoning us. Um, uh, so do we, do we share, do we, do we share responsibility cleaning up the water supply before we go into production, if I'm just Joe, the, the guy who lives in the suburbs, um, do we do we implement vortice water technology, yeah, some of the higher end water technology in a municipal level? Do we need to have a subset project, make sure these communities um, have good water that's energized and has all its aonic features and so forth uh, to distribute water? Or do we do it individually? How, uh, that's always been my big question is, how do we get uh, communities with really, really outstanding water I- incrementally or collectively? Well, I think that, you know, every every single place is just a little bit different. There may be, you know, one higher amounts of one compound in uh, one city from the next, but um, there are technologies that are available. Um, you know, of course, they're, you know, you can't buy them in the States, you know, they come from Europe. Um, but they can be placed in line uh, with the water systems. And uh, what that'll do, um, that will offer the same, like the benefits of structured water um, within your garden. And I mean, this, uh, the, the company that we work with um, that manufactures these units, you know, they are able to um, do the whole entire house. You know, it's just uh, every single, you know, size, um, that you need to install this technology, either, you know, from commercial to residential, um, it's already available. And the GDV analysis um, that's been done can uh, is phenomenal. It shows how well um, the water molecule chains are broken up. Um, it's able to efficiently, you know, take out uh, certain compounds. I mean, imagine the electrical field that comes from a device that's compressed and encapsulated under 108,000 pounds of pressure. Um, 
So that's uh, a system that we are actively um, implementing into um, the systems that we're looking to make today. Because, you know, water is uh, definitely one of our foremost uh, concerns uh, as we take care of the gardens. All right. See, I tricked you, didn't I? I got you to spill some of your your knowledge there. Um, uh, Asha, do you have any questions there? Yes. You had mentioned an ionic machine to pump out negative ions for the plants. Is that something that would come with your product or is there information on how to find those and what actually would be arriving in the box? Yes, absolutely. Um, The ionization technology uh, that would come in this package, uh, it can be um, wired uh, directly uh, with the lights as they're daisy chained. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so uh, how, lo- how much time do you need to write this up so um, we can get you more visibility to the, the project? Uh, do, do you need a week, two weeks? Uh, so I, I'd like to get you some more visibility. I, obviously, that's what these shows are for is make sure you're – we're that's what these shows are for is to be a rolling advertisement for your ideas, your sandbox, everybody. And that, this is how you're going to get your um, full mil- f- fulfillment personally and professionally. And, um, what do you, what do you think, how much time do you need to like, uh, get a good narrative so we can speak to it a little more comprehensive? Um, I would just, you know, I'd say, you know, about two weeks, uh, right now we're just finishing up, um, one of our uh, presentation demos. So, you know, I think it'll be great when we've got everything, uh, in the living image. Well, you have, um, some visual aids, some pictures and so forth without giving up the farm there, so to speak. God, that's funny. Uh, how much can we expect some pictures and so forth? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Real good. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I'm thrilled. Um, I, I can, I can feel the gears ticking with all the people that have ancillary projects similar to this and, uh, um, and the resources that uh, will complement this project. Um, I don't have any questions for me. I'll, I'll follow up with you um, here this week and talk about uh, how we articulate this so uh, others can uh, see your vision maybe a little more in detail. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Mermaid. Do you have any questions? Uh, not right now. That's okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, Asha, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to talk about the updates on the webpage, if you don't mind. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, that's fine too. But is, if, if there's any updates on the webpage you want to talk about, uh, go ahead now, or uh, you can defer back to me. Or nothing at all. No, I'm just uh, pulling up the page so I, I can. That's okay. Um <laughs> Uh, I think Don uh, helped us out pretty good today. So obviously our goal, uh, the people who have sent me projects already, I got them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You figured it out and you used your heart and they're beautiful projects. All of you that have sent in your ideas, um, they're their sandbox. I can't thank you enough. We'll, We'll get, we'll get the project sorted. Let's keep the subscriptions going. We need everybody's input. Everyone's very valuable in these weekly calls. It'll be Monday through Friday. My goal right now is specific standard time. I think we'll have some calendar uh, uh, scheduled for possibly this Wednesday, Pacific Time USA, and Friday. Uh, I'm going to see if we can get two days booked. Probably going to do Pacific Time uh, 10 a.m. to, let's see, what did I, what did I get snuckered into? No, it was, um, 5 p.m. Pacific time to 10 p.m. Pacific time right now, and so I'm I'm leaning that way just because of the 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 input we've gotten so far is a little more American right now, but it can change and will change. But for right now, we're going to go from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. as demand uh, dictates. Anyway, Asha, if you're ready, go ahead. Thank you. Don did a great job explaining it. I would like everyone to know, though, already you can send in your information because Q has been receiving it. So Don's working hard to make it visually 
easier for everybody, but it already does work. So you can send in your three-page project and preferably in a PDF. And then Kristen is going to Oh, thank you. Let me let me head you off there uh, just because people might get confused and they'll think the form's working. It's That form doesn't work to submit stuff yet. The way you're getting them is they're sending them to me via email and I'm forwarding them off to you. And that, and that does work, folks. If you want to send me your projects at contact at bbsradio.com and, and put a category to it, hopefully you're checking out for the people.space and you see what categories are available, but put a category to it or unknown. Send it to me and I'll get it off to Q. But I'm hoping within the next day or two, a new contact form will be on the program page at https colon forward slash forward slash bbsradio.com forward slash project review with Q. Um, that should have the proper contact form and some details. So just bear with me. Give me a couple more days on that. We do have the coders working on it. But until then, yes, feel free to email it to me at contact at bbsradio.com with your attachments, and I'll forward them on. Love being a troublemaker. Thank you, Don. I, <laughs> this is truly this is truly for the people, everyone. That's why we want you to always have visibility to how things work. Any ideas, suggestions, keep them coming because uh, this is truly for you. And we're ready. Uh, we're all ready for uh, some updates to uh, this world. And I can't wait to see them all. Anything else there, Asha? The calendar, we do apologize. It was a little bit confusing in the beginning because people thought it was open and somehow managed to get uh, what they thought was appointments. And there are no appointments scheduled, just so everybody knows. The appointments are going to be made for you in groups by Kristen, and she will send you a Zoom link when those conversations are going to happen. So she will, what they do behind the scene, they already know how everything is going to work. So you don't have to worry about anything. They've made it very easy for you. All righty. Um, what else can we chit chat about? I'm, I'm really excited about um, this one. I think in the, this is a pretty good, uh, this is a pretty good uh, uh, overview of how um, we would cat, uh, let's say, collaborate with a project. So on the weekly calls, uh, the beauty of it is so uh, the indoor perpetual food production project. Now, if we have a bunch of other ag guys, agricultural guys uh, on the call, so let's say we have a hundred people on the call uh, on Wednesday, as an example, uh, look, look at uh, how effective we can be in generating and manifestation implementation processes. And so that's the, that's the uh, reason that uh, you've been compartmentalized on this planet is so you can't collaborate. That's why you have 50 states. That's why you have uh, multiple languages. Uh, that was engineered. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, there was a master plan to keep you guys all in different countries, different languages. And uh, we're going we're gonna to put it into that. And, and we're doing it right now. So getting, uh, uh, like, like, uh, projects all in the same, uh, uh, room, so to speak, globally, uh, this is going to go, uh, we'll use this project example. This is like a wildfire, uh, because of where you're at in the, in your, in your evolution as a human, um, at the risk of standardizing, we're growing outside the restrictions of your, um, your governing, um, um, maybe we would call them barcodes. I'm, I'm okay with that. The DNA is, has made it so, um, you, uh, are stifled not to standardize everybody on the planet, but stifled in your natural dream state implementation process, I'll call it of creativity. So we are masters at creativity and in, through inspiration. And when we get a hundred people like the indoor perpetual food production project folks 
You put a bunch of us together, you're never going to stop us because we're doing it from the heart. And with that, what what in the indoor perpetual food production project team there, what what does get you up every morning? Why is this so exciting to you all? What 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 is it that you can't stop envisioning that just will not let you let go of this? Could you explain that to me real quick before we go? So, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, um, we're, we're revolutionizing, you know, our approach to how we feed and nourish ourselves. And um, if we had all of our systems properly built, the community fully engaged, everybody playing their role, I mean, how great would it be to just wake up and get all your food nourishment knowing that you didn't have to give $1 to a corporation that was only concerned about making money, um, not really giving you your sustenance and what you need to survive and thrive. A very good. Great job. I really appreciate it. Um, I have your contact mission information and we'll get you going here. And so we can look forward to some advances here in the next couple of weeks. And um, uh, BBS, I thank you so much for all your love and support and my love to all the listeners. Anybody want to say goodbye with me? Great, great beautifulness to you all. Goodbye, everyone. Great inspiration to you all. And that was a fantastic presentation. Thank you so much. We really enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. 